Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Schaefer the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, internets. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. everyone welcome to flame on i am joined today by a phenomenal team of individuals most of which i know or well half of which i know i guess um but i'm very excited to meet the other half so i'm going to start in the order that i think you're seeing it online so we're going to go like uh to my uh right and then down and around so bear with me uh zan christensen from northwest press hello zan hi there uh, then we have the co-creator and uh, writer for uh, Dash, uh, Dave Abersole. Hey, how are you? And then I'm going to call you Vinny, right? This is cool. You're, you go by Vinny, right? Vinny Rico down around there. Uh, the current artist on uh, issues, I believe, five and six, four, five, and six. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. And then almost down and all the way around, just below, below me, uh, the fantastic and talented co-creator of Dash and artist on the first half, Delia Gable. Hi. Welcome. Can you guys hear me? Yes, well, loud and clear. So um, we are gathered here today to talk about Dash, and uh, Northwest Press has a great promo video that uh, they put together for the Kickstarter. So we're going to just kick off with that. After you, Zan. If I've settled for anything, it's Los Angeles. She's up front. She's non-committal. She's the only thing I know I can trust because I know 
I can't trust her. The case of the mysterious Zia Makara. Being a PI, you learn fast what seems like a normal case. Never is. You never realize how much you're going to need your friends. Officer Sal McGillicuddy, my inside on the police force, my wisecracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw. You can never guess how near your enemies are. And you never know who to trust. Trap doors are essentially two things, either a means to escape or a place to keep things hidden. Now I'm chasing down an ancient artifact, the only thing that can stop this newly unearthed terror. It sounds crazy, but I'm not thinking how nuts it all is. All I can think about is the only man who ever managed to grab my heart is right at the heart of this mystery. And why? Every time my heart gets involved in anything, there's always a monster waiting in the shadows to break it. <laughs> that was fantastic. I kind of want the whole series now as an animatic, like uh, whatever they call those now, animated comic books. So uh, that was a great, uh, I guess, encapsulation of Dash. So um, uh, what else about the core story and concept, uh, and I'm going to throw this to, uh, to Dave to start, would you say is worth uh, telling the audience here other than what they have just seen? And if they missed it, they missed out. Uh, but but how would you like give, give the elevator pitch and anything else you think is uh, critical to understanding what Dash is? Um, it's a it's a supernatural noir about an openly gay detective in 1940. Um, it's it's a love letter to kind of like everything, um, all of those tropes, and they kind of take those tropes and 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 we do our best to kind of try to present them in a way that you haven't seen them before. Um, like the the show mashup or the movie mashup would be. The Maltese Falcon meets the Mummy meets uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, through the eyes of an openly gay man in 1940. Which, from uh, previous discussions that we've had, uh, the uh, Dash uh, Dashiell Malone, uh, as an out person in that era, is sort of an exception um, to some extent, right? So when you were creating this concept, you know, I, I think you had to do some kind of research and you sort of dug in on what it was like to be, you know, gay in that era. Uh, is there anything about that that informed you or things that you read that kind of brought some of that to, to your attention and understanding? Um, yeah. Uh, Bleeding Cool called us anachronistic, which Delia and I, when, when we were like, we're trying our best. To make um it, it 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 wasn't common to be openly gay in 1940. In fact, it was it was it was a mark on you. You could do a lot of jail time. You could you could um, or be killed. Um, but there were those few who did it. Um, and kind of at its core, I felt like if you if you were outed um, and you were kind of like a star on a on a, on the police force, um, like what's lower than an openly gay uh, man in 1940? Private eye. <laughs> 
So let's talk to Delia a little bit because Delia, I haven't had a chance to talk to you uh, since throughout the history of Dash. So I'm very excited. When Dave, I assume, came to you with this idea and you guys started bouncing back and forth uh, ideas, you know, what were some of the things that you wanted to make sure were addressed and and, and covered? And, and what what did you uh, sort of bring to the table besides your amazing art? What kind of ideas did you help Dave uh, develop and, and uh, what, what were some of your own? Um, well, some of it immediately, we spent a lot of time. Do you remember all the back and forth on what the office phone would look like? <laughs> <laughs> So I have about 30 pictures of just a range of telephones from like 1937 to 1942. <laughs> just, just one of many files. Um, so visual accuracy was important. Um, the palette was extremely important. And um, we wanted to kind of get that pulp vibe through the texture, that texturization of the color. Um, so I also ran about like five different filters. Do you remember? I was like, what about this? What do you think about this? And you were like, I can't tell. And I was like, close your eyes. <laughs> Trick, that's the same one. <laughs> that did happen. It was, it was like, it was, I'm like, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. So we're looking at uh, one of the pages that were are up on Northwest Press Facebook. And I think this is one of the first shots that you have of, of Dash's office. So I can see the telephone right there. And, and of course that banker's lamp that I actually had growing up. Um, which I love that it's still to this day. I, I, I need to get another one. They still make them, I believe. I've still seen them in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what else? Uh, what else do you really? I, of course, if you're really paying attention, you see the booze in the back there. I think that's critical to this era, right? That's a lot of booze. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> a well stocked bar for, for, yeah, for an office, right? <laughs> and of course, that overhead shot of the fan is like one of those shots that is just like standard, right? That, that, that's uh, I, I can think immediately of Blade Runner because that's sort of a cyber future noir, but so many like borrow that, you know, that concept. Wait. So what yeah, else? Uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say we really wanted to get that pulp iconography seeded throughout visually just so even if it wasn't right in your face, it would subconsciously throw you back to that era. Um, so it wasn't just like, look at this modern guy in an office that you know maybe has a vintage piece. Um, and so we, there are some Easter eggs through there as well. So I like that you noticed the booze because it's such a huge part of every 1930s, 1940s PI based movie. And, and then, of course, Mad Men, the office was boozy. Yeah. 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 Mad Men was like almost like a two gener or a generation later, like it was a long time <laughs> later. And yet it's still <laughs> such a standard. Right. I love the costuming, too. Uh, Delia, actually, two things that I really love about your art are the costuming and the, the acting in the faces. I love Cindy's facial reactions so much. Um, and, and again, the costuming, I feel like, is so spot on. To what I know of that era, and I wasn't there, but if, you know much of the stuff I've seen over the years, and even recently the Ryan Murphy Hollywood Netflix yeah. series had some great uh, memories of that era. So, um, yeah, I mean, what what about like I mean, other than just great research, you know, I mean, you 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 formed these iconic characters, none of which look alike to me. Um, you know, so uh, is there anything about like the the character creation and sort of the ideas that you and Dave came up with? 
informing the look of each character that you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, so we went through, um, when I'm making a character, there's a whole process. Um, we usually start with who they remind us of. I know I'd have to start. I'm like, who who are you thinking about, let's say, you know, face-wise, actor-wise, when you're thinking of this character? And then I'll go find a bunch of pictures of that person and then extrapolate sort of the definitive facial features of that person and then keep drawing just samples of that person until I find the look that I'm like that. That's them. That's him. That's her. That's them. And um, and then we roll from there. And then I usually just make a character sheet of my favorite mo facial moments. But I also um, expression is really important to me because I think hypothetically you should be able to read a comic with no words if you had to. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely one of your strengths is your visual storytelling is really strong. And I completely agree. There are so many comics that you have to read that you just have to read everything. You know, the, the, if, you, if you took away the word balloons, you'd be like, what? what's going on? This is crazy. But uh, Dash definitely reads visually in a, in a very cool way. So I think you nailed it. Uh, let's talk to Vinny a little bit because I know, Vinny, you had a tall order to sort of inherit all of this rich uh, character design and storytelling choices and then carry the baton. So what was it like working with Delia and Dave and trying to kind of come in mid stride and, and, and kind of continue the race uh, from the, from where you, where you handed it off? Well, Dave came to me in the form of the, an email. <laughs> so he showed me the, all these uh, issues of, of Dash, of these previous issues and asked me if I could uh, work with him. So I said, yeah, no problem. But when he showed me all the all this concept as, as he as he describes it as a love letter for 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 this uh, uh, this horror genre and all this uh, um, noir genre. And I suddenly made a click with him in, in, in this in this concept. And when I saw these characters, the characters that Delia uh, drew, and then they, he showed me all these all these references. Uh, I started to, to to work on it, and there's 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 something funny because he showed me these kind of actors that looks like Dash, but when but. When I took that reference, the first time I drew Dash was like he has this big forehead, almost like, <laughs> almost like he's 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 bald, and <laughs> and and Dave Dave he is a sweet guy, and I think he when when he saw it, I think he was like uh, I don't think he looks like that at all. I remember so, that. So, uh, so, so I what I did was like, mm, yeah, I think he doesn't look like the guy that he that is in the previous issues. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I did was like, well, I based totally on on Delia beautiful work because, as you said, he's he's very expressive in in so many in so many ways. 
you know, the hands, you know, the, the faces they do, they express a lot. So I based totally on, on, on Delia and Delia work and, and, and made a quick sketch. And then they said that, yeah, it's totally him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the way Dave writes these, these, these references, these, 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 uh, these issues, uh, the scripts he makes, it's like he's, uh, I don't know how to translate this, but as a theater director, like this play director, and it's like, yeah, I, I need, I need him to look like this, but don't make it uh, totally <laughs> this way. So, so, so he, he delivers a lot of references, just, just as Delia said, it's like, you know, there is like um, 37 uh, phones, you know, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's something like, like, like he's very passionate about it. And it, you know, you, you, you totally like that in, in, in a project. So when he, when, the way he, 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 he showed me the idea, I was like, yeah, I, I'm totally in because it's, it's like, it's this, it's, it's like, it's this genre, but it touches these, these other issues, no, you know, like the uh, sexual diversity, like the, uh, like the trust, you know, I see it like like it's it's a, it's a story about trust. It's a story that 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 doesn't talk about uh, masculinity in a bad way. You know, like this is a very uh, this is like uh, your typical uh, detective guy. He is not like that. He is like a sweet, uh, care, caring guy. So I I thought I'm, I was thought like totally in and I'm very proud of of being in in the in the project. So that that's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, no, you're right though. You touched on something very important. Dash is not that hard boiled in in the traditional way. I would say it's he, kind he, of like he's trying to be. I think there's a lot of expectations and there's a lot of a lot of. It seems like there's pain that he's trying to avoid having to deal with and the way he does that is to try to kind of distance himself from stuff and then Cindy's like mm, 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 I'm not going to do that um, she's my favorite character yeah she's really amazing yeah. so you're doing a story with her right you're doing the you're doing the art on the the, the short story yeah it's it's, it's uh, coming this yeah. these days mm -hmm. so dave talk about what it's like to work with both Delia and Vinny and like, you know, go through your process with them and, and how they differ in terms of the relationship that you have, like developing this. Um, well, Delia and I spent like a good like year and a half, like talking on the phone for like three to four hours every week, developing this um, and developing the world and not, not just this arc, but like the entirety of the series, like just bound, like, but, but like, I I I mean I I was like big picture and 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 then we'd have to figure out yeah what the phone. Um, yes. um, I do want to tell a funny story about the costuming though. Um, 
so Delia was so accurate um, in, in all the clothing that the that Dash's pants were a certain height, and I was like, "That's but it's too high." <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it was like he looked like just like old man, like, and I was like, "I'm like, it's accurate to the time period, but like, we want people to read the cop." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were we, we did spend like quite a bit of that time like, where are we dropping his pants to? Like, <laughs> Well, it's I like, you can't the navel, but... <laughs> for being like, a gay publisher, I do a lot of period work. Like the first book we did was a turn-of-the-century 1893 adaptation. Had a lot of the same things, where if you're too accurate, it's really distracting. It's You have a lot of cultural stuff to translate that way, so you do have to kind of cheat a little. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, and, and so it was. It was kind of like it was. It was. It was. It was trying to um, find that. I just actually. Uh, uh, I just found that book, man. I, I I was just do, rearranging my bookshelves, and I just found that book. Um, the but um, the moving on to like working with Vinny is especially in the story. The story, just the action in the story where he came in, just it, that's when it really ramps up. Um, and issue six is out in August, and that's like. Like, like he, like it was, it was delivering on, like there was just one page where I just wrote carnage and you have seen it because like she's read the script. So like, it's just, and I had no idea what to expect. And Vinny just went there and it's a little, shock, it's shocking, but it's, so that's kind of like, he, um, that's kind of where we picked up where, where, where things were just mo moving just like super quickly. Um, um, what, what I loved about his style is that it, it complemented Delia's style very well, um, and and they and and they they you know Delia kind of showed him how she was working, and he's kind of developed his own um, thing, and especially in issue six, um, he took a lot more ownership of of some things, um, and it's probably like the goofiest issue too, which is it's just cute in in, in places, um, but the it. I, I'm actually just so happy that we're all here right now because <laughs> it's never happened. So I'm just really happy that we're all here. Oh, I love that. We should Voltron ourselves into a giant yeah. <laughs> I love that model. So, so Zan, I want to talk to you about the publishing model for this. And, and sure. I know we've talked in, in other places, including Comic Book Bears most recently, about some of the issues of Kickstarter, you know, the strengths of Kickstarter versus or crowdfunded versus uh, traditional publishing. But with this project specifically, um, you know, what are some of the things that you've, you've learned and seen and grown and how, how do you feel this project overall has, has done and, and is currently doing? Cause I definitely want to talk about the actual, like, as of this date, July 1st, uh, you know, where we're at with the project in terms uh -huh. of funding, like, you know, talk to some of the publishing related and, uh, sort of your perspective on this, this whole, uh, well, this whole endeavor. Sure. sure. Um, so when I started doing uh, publishing, I was focusing primarily on uh, graphic novels and collections of like web comics and uh, zines and things like that. So everything I did was um, long form. And so um, I actually, this was pitched uh, at a Comic-Con by Dave to me, uh, pressed a you know preview copy in my hand. I'm like, oh, ooh, it's already all here. Um, and so uh, we decided to, to try doing it as, as single issue comics, which is really hard to do. I mean, imagine, uh, I mean, I, I, I do these book projects and it does take a long 
time to do all the proofing and the, you know, you have to solicit it and you have to get things done way in advance in order to show the art of the, for the cover and, um, you know, deal with all of the shipping and the printing and the proofing and the, all that. So having to do that, you know, every other month or every quarter to do the comic was, was challenging. Um, and then it's hard to do, um, you know, to keep a schedule because everybody, you know, this is a, this is all labor of love type stuff. Uh, even for me, I mean, I had a day job for, for some of the time, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, you, you kind of fit it in when you can and you, you prioritize, you know, eating and, and having a house to live in, <laughs> like an apartment to live in. So um, it was tricky. Um, I was kind of, I'm really glad that we, we tried it and we will actually have the whole, um, the whole six issues will be out in print um, the it's actually in was in previews in in June. I, I have a bunch of orders to fill uh, for the last issue, um, but I'm really excited to get it into a collection because um, when you see it all at once, um, there's through lines that you catch that you don't always see um, from issue to issue. Um, it's kind of like the um, like the binge model versus the weekly model for TV. Um, they both have their strengths, um, and I like that we got to do it both ways. But I'm really excited about the collection and having it all in one space where you can kind of like, you know, just enjoy it at your own pace. Um, and I'm excited to have extra stuff in it. Um, this Kickstarter is actually so far; it's I think it's one of the best, um, the, kind of like the best uh, performing ones that we've done because we're uh, about eighty percent done and it's only been a week so i i don't mind that that's pretty good <laughs> i'm so thrilled because you never know like you said and i followed a lot of your kickstarters over the years and funded a decent amount and i like i definitely always am sort of like checking like oh, how's it going how's it going and 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 this thing is just a rocket ship it has been unbelievable i was gonna throw it up uh real quick just i mean this is kind of like by now by the time you hear this i mean unless you're watching live uh, you know, this will hopefully be uh, completely funded. But look at that. You guys are, yeah, 80% there. That's fantastic. And yeah. with 324 different backers for a project like, uh, you know, that Dash has had, especially given the schedules and, and various, you know, changes over the, of the, the lifespan, like that's just so outstanding. Yeah, I've been doing a, like a little tracking. I, I'm obsessive. I'm, I'm, it's the same way with um, running on a treadmill. I'm always doing different math. I'm like, well, now I'm going to track minutes. And then now I'm going to track calories. And I go back and forth, do these little calculations in my head. I do the same thing with the Kickstarter where I'm constantly putting the data into the spreadsheet and seeing where we are. Um, one of the things I'm watching is our print run because we're, we're coming up to about 600 copies that we'll need to do uh, diamond distribution, to do comp copies. Uh, I'm going to do a bunch of bonus copies to stores. I'm going to everybody, every store that's ordered from Northwest Press in the past 10 years, uh, I'm going to send them some comp copies of the book just because stores need our support and our help. Um, and so when I add up all these copies, we're, you know, we're coming up on 600. So if we crest a thousand, we'll have to make a, we'll have to print more of them, which is great, uh, which means more payment to the artist, which means more, you know, um, we could do probably some extra stuff in the book because we have economies of scale. So I'm, I just could not be more pleased uh, with how this is going. And it's totally a testament to the, to the work that's being, you know, being promoted here. I mean, it, it could not happen 
unless there were people who were already excited about this and were you know just itching for it. Um, I'm really happy that it did not turn out that everybody wanted to not spend any money on comics right now. <laughs> um, so that was kind of I'm a little, a little nervous about that. But people are, you know, they they want to have some some normalcy and some um, entertainment and something to kind of distract them from all the stresses. There's lots of stuff going on. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. Yeah, I was actually uh, I was thinking about like content right now and even things like this. Like people want content more than ever because they have so much less going on outside if, if they're staying in now if they're going out and being crazy that's a whole other thing but then they got and way being, uh, and being righteous going out and being you know bold and, and necessary. well there's there's both right there's yeah. the people going out and being bold and necessary and the people going out and like from my from my home state florida who are just being stupid oh i'm so sorry I, yeah thank you <laughs> um but i i want to talk to delia though because you're down in portland and um close but oh, uh I'm in oh Tacoma. close Oh, Tacoma. I'm so yeah. sorry. Portland, Tacoma. They're like, you know what? Two hours. South of Seattle. South, south of Seattle. <laughs> You're even closer to us here in Seattle. I love that. Yeah. But, um, but like, you know, what what is it like right now for you, especially with Seattle going on with the chop just now being completely uh, removed? Let's just say uh, ended, I guess, in some ways. You know, how are you feeling right now with everything going on with the protests and demonstrations? You know, what, what is your perspective on this and how do you feel as a, as a Washingtonian? Uh, because that, that is a, it is sort of an interesting place for us to, to kind of comment from. Yeah. Um, well, since I live and work in the South Sound and in, I also work in healthcare, So, yeah, it's, it's been a really it's, it's been a really interesting time. Um, one of the I think one of the coolest things I've seen, especially in Tacoma, because I I moved here because I love it and that hasn't changed. But seeing so many people just unequivocally come out for Black Lives Matter, it's really and it's it's, it's kind of cliche, but it's like eh, I feel loved by strangers. Like this is kind of amazing. Like I don't know. I've never I've never seen I've never seen so many people not try to play both sides against the fence, you know, or both sides against the middle and just, you know, all of it's like, I just love that people are coming out for it. Now, you know, South Sound has, is pretty red. Um, mm. So that's also interesting, you know, <laughs> how many people come into my job and then try to hide their MAGA caps. Mm. <laughs> and it's not even, they're wearing it and then they see me and they're like, I had one guy who literally was like this the whole time. And I was like, oh, he must probably have a neck issue or something. <laughs> oh, okay. They're trying to hide it around you, really. Yeah. Wow. yeah there's a little bit of self-awareness. Right? I'm like, yeah, that's good. You know, that's the right. One, uh, like, that Hide it, yeah. It's just right there, then. Like, it's just, if you're hiding what you're, yeah, right, exactly. Like, like, you're very bold in certain areas, and then you're just gonna like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, now so, yeah. I know about Tacoma. No, I'm just kidding. But there's Tacoma's a good. Great. We've had so many people come out for the protests, and um, you know, I just 
watched. I didn't go. Um, just out of I was worried about my own safety, but and also, you know, <laughs> COVID. But um, right. Just watching so many people come out and be, you know, and the paid agitators not come down and try to mess things up. And just watching people put signs in their windows so that we could see them. So I took a lot of pictures around town and people writing stuff on the sidewalk. It's like really positive. So that's that's a lot nicer than what happened a few years ago. So Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zan- people are interested in um, more comprehensive, real action. Like it, there's, there's, you know, there's still, there's some circles I run in and like in my, um, well, I, I was going to say like, um, where people are, you know, people, I'm used to people being like, well, you know, we'll do something or we'll, we'll do, you know, we'll do this special effort and then we'll be done. But I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think people are going to stand for that. I don't think people are going to, you know, um, it's not enough. It's never been enough. And it, it's people that I would not expect to be as, I mean, even myself, like I'm much more, um, I feel radicalized in a way um, because I, I finally get that these solutions have not been solutions and there, there's just no way to do it. Like you just have to do something radically different. Um, because it's been forced, you know, and it, it's time. It's been time. So I'm, I, I'm kind of like, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's to, to do something like this, and it's, you, it's going to take a lot of work. But at the same time, it, it does feel possible now. Like people are really on board, and we're coming up on November. So like, yeah, you know, something might happen in November. So I don't know. I will say, you know, I, I do believe in law enforcement as an important part of society mm-hmm. because, you know, desegregation wouldn't have happened without law enforcement enforcing the new law. Right. I, I just think we all want the same accountability for that job as we all have for our own jobs. Like, right. Accountability, want to ask. training, uh, like oversight, all of that. Like, it's shocking. Like, as someone who has only had a few run-ins with the law, none of which thankfully threatened my safety, which I am very privileged to have, uh, you know, my experience. But I I just, it's shocking to me when you read up and you realize all of the, the statistics and all of the, the, the anecdotes and all of the, the lack of oversight and training. I mean, here in Seattle, at least there's some oversight because of the, uh, uh, whatever the, the issue that we're, the, the unfortunate loss of life that happened a few years ago here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the term, whatever the, the federal government coming in and saying, all right, we're going to consent decree, consent decree. Yeah. yeah. Um, but having said that, the thing with the chop and watching, uh, uh, a black woman chief of police negotiate and deal with that situation has been immensely informative and, and fascinating. And, and I've just. I mean, we've had national attention here in Seattle with the, the chop and, and everything. And and to to the credit, I mean, we're recording this the day they took it down. Uh, I really do hope it stays like peacefully, con- you know, contained, not contained. I don't want it to be contained, but peacefully uh, executed, maybe yeah. for lack of a better term, because we don't want loss of life for such a great cause. We want this this cause to continue, but we also don't want 
violence. And I think that's what you're kind of talking to daily with law enforcement. And yeah, the intent is good. Then I think the you know the intent is always to bring people together. And it's like, can we just move past this stupid, you know, just I don't know. It's yeah. a constant source of frustration where it's like, oh, we're not we're not over this. I thought, oh, okay, people are still going to be stupid and yeah, prejudiced. I thought we were over it. <sighs> Right. Oh gosh. So this is uh, yeah, this is the freeform part, by the way. So anyone in the chat? Oh, we actually have someone in the chat who just commented. I'll read that in a second. Um, but I, I am reminded of an episode of Golden Palace that I shared. I believe Terry Bloss actually uh, is the reason I shared it. Um, but with with Rose um, and not Rose as much Blanche dealing with a very young uh, uh, oh god, what's his name? Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, who like unrecognizably young. I'm like. Oh my gosh. And this was over, like over, I think, or around 30 years ago that this happened. And it was such a, a very um, important moment in television from the early 90s that is so relevant today. Um, I, we'll, we'll make sure it's shared up on, on our Flame on Facebook and, and please share it all over because I don't think Golden Palace got the credit it deserved. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. One season. One season. That, that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so oh, we got two comments. Sorry, so let me let me go to let me go to the comments real quick. Uh, Carlos uh, has a question: What's next for Dash to investigate after he solves the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara? And I think that this is a um, well, we don't want to spoil anything, right? We don't want to we don't want to give away the secrets here. Spaceships. But, uh, oh, spaceships! <laughs> oh, we're doing that. Okay, well, there you go. Time travel. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. He um he settles down with a, a, a woman named Bernice and they <laughs> and they have like three kids. Um and he lives a nice happy life. Oh. That that is if he ends up solving the mystery of I mean the case of the mysterious Sita Makara at the end of issue six. Hmm. Well, of course, I hope and I and we talked about this in, in the other interview, I really hope that there is some exciting news and or directions uh, to come. Uh, I will follow on with Carlos's uh, his next comment. Uh, I think we all hope that there will be lightsabers involved or swords of some kind. They may not be lightsabers. Lightsabers would be great, but there's sword, swords involved in issue five and there's swords involved in issue six. For sure. There's. Oh, thank you. Oh, very nice. Thanks. Uh, thank you. And we have another uh, comment here from uh, uh, Yaro Ruiz. Yeah, it's a good friend. Oh, excellent. Well, <laughs> I'm, we're glad we're glad he's joined us, uh, and uh, that's that's very nice. Thank you, Yaro. Um, all right, sorry. So, uh, freeform time. Uh, how are you all doing? Let's have a little let's have a little check in on our mental and spiritual sanity. What are you? Yeah. Oh God. What? Let me. I'll frame it this way. What are you doing amidst the pandemic and uh, we'll call it civil unrest, but really, you know, activism and and fantastic seismic cultural changes, uh, hopefully for the better. Uh, what are you doing right now to like you know invest some of that energy back into your creative space and or in projects or just things for yourself? And I'm going to start with Vinny. Uh, you know, how, how are you doing and what are you doing to uh, to keep your sanity right now? <laughs> well, over here in Mexico, uh, there, there, there has been uh, so many rough time uh, because 
many of the activity of the laboral activity it's uh, people living day by day jobs so a lot of people has to go out every day and search for something to 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 live i mean something uh, for 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 their income so one of the troubles uh, I see over here, it's like, well, I, I try to help some of my, some of the people I know, like sending them um, some money or something like that, or, or, or trying to help uh, some of the people in the, in the, in the neighborhood. But, you know, it, it makes me like, help I want, I want some, I want something to, 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 to get distracted. So I, I, I'm working right now on the shorter stories for the Kickstarter. And sometimes I read and I read a lot and I read a lot about, uh, actually one of the things that I like of this project is that has uh, making me rediscover a lot of things that I never uh, appreciate before, like you know, Dave. He is like well, one of the things I appreciate of having him in in social media is that he shares some of the things he likes, and one of the things I I've discovered he likes a lot is Batman. So, <laughs> so, so he shared one time. Uh, uh, a post of Batman the animated series and then these days I've been watching a, a lot of Batman the animated series uh, some of the original uh, voice acting work that it's awesome uh, I didn't know for example that Mark Hamill voiced the Joker you yeah. know that's like some some years ago and you know these kind of things like rediscovering some of the things that i've never appreciated back in time this is something that i really really enjoy of the people that shares things they love because sometimes you don't appreciate them uh as with with a with a critical eye or with a with some some new perspectives, so I've been watching a lot of uh, Batman the animated series <laughs> the first years. So it's like, oh yeah, I remember. I, I don't. I didn't remember that being so cool. <laughs> like I was a kid. I highly recommend if you're digging Batman the animated series right now. Paul Dini, one of the writers oh. of that show, who invented, of course, Harley Quinn and, you know, did a bunch of other fantastic work. He wrote this fantastic autobiographical comic called Dark, Dark Knight. It is so insightful, both to his perspective of Batman and the cast of characters, but also the personal experiences he had, he had during the writing of the animated series. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have not found that, I highly recommend 100%. Uh, yeah. Check that out. I'm gonna, gonna check it out. Yeah, Paul Dean is amazing. Oh, we got another one from Carlos here. I'm gonna pop that on before we we continue along. And I I have no, even though I'm from Florida, I have the smallest amount of Spanish uh, speaking experience. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna attempt this. Uh, oh, can you guys he, see that? Mm -hmm. He's asking 
if I'm gonna make a comic about how coronavirus affected Mexico, maybe a hero that helped people from Mexico, I I, I really I, I know for example Delia Delia last comment that she made about the 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 cope with and the and the Black Lives Matter movement, you know something like like that 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 creative people share is that is that critical view about things that happen around the world so i'm uh, I, living over here in mexico it it's 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 a very 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 interesting theme but i don't see i don't see as that that i'm doing a, a superhero or something i mean we have over here in Mexico uh, a health campaign that it's called uh, Susana Distancia. That uh, it is that it consists in keeping safe distance from from people. So he she's a character that was made for by the government uh, by this administration that it, that expands her arms and. <laughs> And keeps people uh, from touching, uh, from touch, from touching them. So it's a very good concept, and and people has been um, doing fan arts, but I don't see myself doing that kind of thing. I'm more like you know uh, something more like uh, I'm gonna. I think I, when when I have the time, I'm gonna share a little thoughts about it. I mean. The, Something like, like, for example, Dave. When Dave writes his scripts, he's he just doesn't write something like, "Oh yeah," and then he enters this room, and then he goes. He's like he describes the mood, the setting, and you know, he he he. When when you when you see when when you see the the. Sorry for my bad English, by the way. No, you're great. <laughs> I was great. So when he when he describes a scene or something, he, you can you can tell that he has this critical view about society, about about these issues, like 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 sexual diversity, like these kind of things. So. I think this is kind of the stories that I like that that touch this 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 topic. So it's it's kind of it's it's kind of like well I don't think I'm gonna talk about coronavirus, but I'm gonna talk about how it affects the people that 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 lives around me. And the people that that I care, and the people that, that, for example, we've been in quarantine three months. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna start missing my friends or something. So. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think there's going to be a lot of amazing art that comes out of the pandemic. If it's anything like, you know, other major catastrophes like 9-11 and, 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 and throughout history. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts as a playwright? Because I know some of this, some of this uh, that, that Vinny's talking about comes from your, your masterful, you know, being, you know, playwright writing because you, you set all of those pieces there for the people acting and directing your plays to know what to do. What, what do you think and what's keeping you sane and, and how do you think the coronavirus and pandemic and, and Black Lives Matter even, how is that affecting what you're, you're thinking right now and creating? Um, it's, it's actually kind of fueling this um, because, I mean, I set this in 1940, which is uh, two, it was about two, um, two years before Pearl Harbor was bombed and then we actually st- stepped up as a society and, and, and joined the war. Um, because we were living in kind of like with our heads in the ground for quite a while. Um, so it's been like, there's been some weird parallels between this and what's going on today. I mean, like, I, and I don't know what state it was, but I just, it was just last night. I, there's, there's a governor, I think it was like, um, I don't want to like guess the state, but there was a governor who's literally, well, there's so many governors like putting in like mask, like everyone has to wear a mask. There's a governor who's now saying like, if you, if you have that, in place, we're gonna we're we're gonna fine you, and that's insane to me. I think and, it's Nebraska. But, I think it's Ricketts in Nebraska because yeah, there's, there's a big outbreak near a uh, meatpacking processing plant. Yeah, um, and that's like got the most uh, crazy infections anywhere in the country almost. And it's like, oh no, no, you you have to let people walk into your courthouses and your city halls with no masks on, please. I mean, it's, I mean, to me, it's insane. And, and, and in 1940, we were putting our, like, you know, we were going la la la, nothing is like, we're fine. You know, nothing has affected us. Meanwhile, like you look at the Black Lives Matters movement, like how many people have to die before, you know, they, they start, you know, defunding the police, which means not just like taking money away from the, from the police, but putting money where it needs to be, like so they're not overburdened with the mental health issues, with the education issues, with like you know all all of these other things. Um, I that's I don't that's kind of it's just it's having these like weird parallels for me. I mean, I personally had like a lot of like weird health issues this this year, so I've I've been totally sheltering in place and and um, just trying to get through. I mean, but there's. There's 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 an activity that's happening that today is the the the, the actual midpoint of this year. I read that on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, so six the, months, woo! Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm 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 hopeful, but I'm also dreading. So, but I'm also hopeful um, about what what's going to happen um, in the, in in the coming in the coming months, you know. Um, but I think all we can do. Is, I mean, all I can do is just keep on like doing what I can do is just writing and trying to connect to people and trying to connect people through art. 
that's the best thing I, I, I that's the only thing I know how to do like I, mean, I can't fix a sink or change a tire but I can do I can do that there are YouTube but, videos to teach you that though now so you're good no there I'm not good with that like I can't even like I mean I'm really I'm just even bad with a calculator like I mean like or time zones like as everyone knows oh. like I'm not really good like today like I don't know how, I don't know how time zones work so like but I'm but but connecting people through art is what I know how to do. And it's stuff that I'm looking forward to doing. I'm not looking forward to a lot of like apocalyptic COVID stories coming out of this. That's what I'm worried about. And that's yeah. what we all have to guard on. We have to keep our guard up about that. Don't do it. Don't do it. I was about to watch Dark on Netflix last night and I watched the trailer and I said, nope, hard pass. <laughs> not doing it right now. Sorry. I, I appreciate the, what was, um, Ah, it was what, uh, the, the not the black the black black mirror for holding back their season, saying it's way too dark for right now. We're not going to put this out. Like, no, I appreciate that. He's writing funny stories. He's trying to do anything else besides yeah. uh, dystopian uh, uh, related stuff. Uh, Carlos has got another great comment for Delia. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's awesome! Loves your hair, and your hair Thank is fantastic. Um, yeah, so this is actually a great question that I was thinking, kind of the kind of you know serve over to you well i know you're in healthcare and in a you're you you've done a lot of different projects you're you're kind of like me i think you do a lot of different things and sort of like juggle them around as you best you can yeah. um so yeah are you doing anything new in terms of illustrating and what other creative projects are you uh are you you know considering or actively you know working on um well in since i do a lot of different things i'm also in some bands so she's a rock star <laughs> I need to hear this. I need to know. Oh. Um, yeah, one is Seattle based and one is Tacoma based. Yeah. Um, so last year, at the end of last year, the Tacoma based one, the whole Bolivian Army um, made an album and published it. I don't know what, I always forget, I'm like, publish an album, right? That's totally right. the thing that people say, right? I think you publish an album, sure. Right, yeah. It sits on a shelf with your books. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then you read it later. You read it. Yeah. Um, what What do you play? What are you, What are your instruments, or what 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 do you do with the within the band? Just, just one bass. Okay, great. I love, I'm trying to learn the bass. I have a bass. Oh. It sits in my closet. I need to get it out, and you know. Oh my god, we should talk about bass after this. Yes. <laughs> are you uh, meeting and doing uh, jam sessions on the Zoom? No, because Zoom doesn't really handle multiple. We're all loud. Both fans oh. are loud, so it just it would destroy our computers. Got it. But, oh, yeah. so Courtney specifically wants to know the names oh. of the bands. <laughs> There's not a plant either. <laughs> um, one is the whole Bolivian Army, and it's hard indie rock, and that's the one we did an album. I did the art, the album art for that, so that was really cool. And then um, the other band is called Mallory. And we were going to record an album and then COVID happened. So we we stay in touch. We're trying to do like a demo exchange, but it's on hold. But I will do the art for that too. And then no more art for any bands for a while. <laughs> um, but I'm also working on, I am, aw, found it. <laughs> okay, it's, it's, that's a real zoom in. It's not just that. <laughs> But um, oh, that. Look at your headshot! My goodness, you're. 
Mm. Yeah, it's a great headshot. Look at that. It's a, it's a it's dramatic. <laughs> it was accidentally dramatic. It is such a rock star. That's like such a that's that's such a rock star headshot. I'm so I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> we could do one for you too, and we could make up a band. And then we can write a comic story about it. <laughs> I love how this is going. So so whole Bolivian is the one out of Seattle. That one's the one out of Tacoma. Oh Tacoma. And then Mallory is the one out of Seattle. And that's um queer power punk. Oh boy. After who I think it's named after. It we it's <laughs> probably not, because okay. uh, some people have asked some different things and some things we were surprised to learn. Okay. But it's sort of like, because it's, it's all girls and it's like babysitter you had a crush on, like the mythical older babysitter slash friend's older sister that you might have had a crush on and then realized you were queer. It's a great name. Uh, and there are some characters in like different shows and stuff. But then, yeah, somebody came recently and they were like, oh, is this? Because we were actually dressed in uh, leopard outfits. And they were like, oh, is this from Riverdale? And we were like, what? <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> I was like, oh God, don't sue us for copyright infringement. We had no idea. We had no idea. It is not related. This is totally coincidental. And then we of course we we're wearing ears and, <laughs> and we we're like, no, no, we actually had no idea. <laughs> um, and then I'm also working on a story of my own, um, which it's really hard to write before you draw. <laughs> Anyone really understand it. Um, so it's probably gonna take forever so don't hold your breath but it's somewhere at some point in time oh i'm excited for when bands can you know start playing again and uh sounds like it feels like maybe outdoor might be first because i was just getting a promo for uh at least a drag race uh drive-in yeah. drag race show coming in august to seattle and i was like oh well this this is the the return of the, the drive-in and why not drive in concerts i mean that is cool yeah and then you can have like an auto um like the people on roller skates coming up to your car and doing the trip <laughs> i missed that, that. Song, that's like that that's that's all you heard it here first we made it up we all get <laughs> Copyright that. Yeah. Boom. No, saw that. So, Zan, what are you doing um, other than, you know, obviously, you know, carrying the weight of a publishing company on your shoulders? How are you keeping sane? What are you doing creatively and or what, what, what are you, how is your uh, self-help, self-health? Self-help, well, uh, I've been, I don't know if any of you follow me on the, on the social medias, but I've been doing um, a lot of cooking um, I was already cooking before, but um, I just dove in uh, and I'm trying to do all kinds of crazy things. Um, one thing I've discovered, unfortunately, that I know how to make and make really well is a Chicago style deep dish pizza. Ooh. Dangerous, let me tell you, because because <laughs> there's only two of us. And I and my pan is is ten inches round, and so like it becomes like a casserole of pizza that lasts for <laughs> one day. Oof. That's that's dangerous. Only one. Only one. Only one day because one. it's too good. And I'm like, ah, rah, 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 rah. and there's like one piece left for lunch tomorrow. That's about it. That's, that's, I mean, that's dangerous. It seems like I you can, need help, and we are glad to help. I've enlisted my neighbors. I made um, what's called millionaire shortbread. Do you know what those are called? Do you know what those are? It's a, it's a really buttery shortbread with a layer of caramel and a layer of chocolate. 
top of it. It's like a Twix bar, only fancy. Oh, man. Um, and so I made this giant tray of millionaire shortbread. Uh, and after I had done it, I thought, oh, who's who's going to eat it? Because there's like a giant like 17-inch tray of, of, of candy cookies. So I, my neighbors next door have two kids. I'm like, ooh, and I brought them this big, big plate of them. I'm like, please let me know if you want any more. Um, but aside from that, um, I've been uh, I've been doing a lot more writing of my own. Um, I had a, a story that I I wrote this long treatment, um, actually years and years and years ago after the Pulse shooting. Um, I was driving to a convention that that weekend. Um, and was just so emotional and so raw about that. Um, and I wrote this kind of like time travel, um, kind of like, you know, like you were talking about, like a, 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 um, a story about the, the, the catastrophe, about the problem, you know? Uh, so I wrote a time travel story directly addressing um, you know, violence and um, why people do the things that they do. Um, and it became this weird two-hander with a, with a kind of a time detective and a, a, like a minority report kind of thing where he's not actually a killer, but will be or could be. And trying to like talk somebody out of hatred and talk somebody out of, of ignorance um, to get them to not have done something. So it's, it's, uh, it's a weird story, but it was really great to write that. And then, um, I don't know if you've been having COVID dreams. I've been having lots of like crazy dreams. I had a dream <laughs> that our Kickstarter was uh, overwhelmed by somebody who was managing to like pledge over and over again. And they put us up to $80,000. <laughs> um, it was, it was weird. It was like, a, it was a, a you know, nervous dream, but um, dream, um, I've never had this before where I had a dream about a, a complete story, um, almost like a movie script, um, which would be a cross between her, the movie and postcards from the edge. <laughs> and ideally it would star uh, Carrie Fisher uh, from her later years and Anne Hathaway from her earlier years. <laughs> Um, and so now I'm, I'm writing it and it's kind of like, it's going to be a, uh, like a New Yorker style, um, nonfiction article about these people. Um, and, uh, it's got some science fiction. It's got lots of, um, like treatment of women in, in, in popular culture and in film and television. Um, you know, kind of like the, the idea of chasing fame and, and what do you do when you don't have it? And, what else do you have in your life? And um, just, uh, you know, fun, fun, light stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you have a request already uh, from uh, Courtney. Uh, I think they want a new stretch goal. So, uh, oh, wow. I don't know if I could, I, I've never sent food out with a Kickstarter before. Um, oh, oh how, how about if we do, um, Cocktails instead. Oh, Dave, cocktails. Do you have any, any news you'd like to announce? Sure. I mean, we can announce things. 
and I was working on it today, but um, I'm working on it with one of my oldest friends. Uh, uh, we're doing like it's one page in the in the in the collection, but there's there's a lot of co- like like uh, we were talking about it before. Dash has a lot of alcohol in his <laughs> in his office because um, he likes to make drinks, and so we're doing um, all like a, a page of all of the drinks. Um, like an old fashioned type of page like you would see in a, in a magazine, but they're going to have the, like how to make them too. So if you want to like, um, if you want to make them, um, we'll, we'll tell you how, and, and you don't, I mean, it's fine. Like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't drink that, that's, that's, that's totally cool. You can make a mocktail out of pretty much a lot of cocktails. Right. I just want you to make, I want you to drink well though. Like, so like if you are going to drink, this is how I would prefer you to do it. Um, but, uh, there's also, I mean, we could, we, so I was working on like the kind of like, kind of like the, the script for that today. And, um, there, there also might be some new art from somebody else on the chat in the, in the collection. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I wonder who that would be. <laughs> um, with a, with a hint to what's happening, what's coming next. That's, oh. I'm very excited for that. Uh, Carlos has another great uh, thought here, uh, or a question rather, uh, for you, Zan. You um, talk, hmm. Oh, I should probably read this because there will be audio of this. I just remembered <laughs> that. Uh, so uh, Carlos says, Zan, I know you created a series, a co-created series of your own. Have you ever collaborated with any of the artists you publish or think about working with anyone in particular? You know, I think that um, I, I'm, I always kind of wanted to be a writer, but I'm not really. I think I'm a, a person who writes sometimes, um, and I've kind of gotten comfortable with that. I really love helping people get their stories heard and, and, and connect with readers. So publishing is a great, great uh, outlet for me. Um, but I do have some stuff that I've been kicking around for a long time. It's uh, it's hard. I feel a lot of responsibility. I'm not sure if you um, feel this too, Dave. Like when you're when you're writing for somebody else, I, I feel a lot of like uh, nervousness about you know providing enough guidance, like not being too strict about it, like kind of riding that line between um, not doing enough and doing too much, um, getting the whole thing done so that somebody can see the whole arc of it before they commit to doing it, like. It's a, especially in a, you know, in a, in kind of a lower rent kind of business like we have, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get to ask somebody to commit to a big project. So, yeah, I think that at some point I'll have, um, I'll have some shorter things done that I'll just work with an artist on for like a, like a piece in an anthology or something. But um, I've been doing a lot more prose stuff because it's, then it's just me just me disappointing myself sometimes or, or, you know, being happy with it. Um, so, yeah. But that's the cool thing about collaborating with an artist because like, I mean, I've prefaced all my scripts with like, this is how I see it. And then like, you know, sometimes I'll put like way too much and, I, and, and, and I'll pay attention to like Vinny, of course, Vinny's laughing. Like I'll put like, <laughs> um like they, they get they, like i'll like i will focus on, on like a specific detail but then there'll just be a page of like well this happens mm-hmm. and like <laughs> like yeah they both know it but like mm-hmm. but like i always say like if you have a better idea let's do that idea because mm-hmm. it's 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 for me it's the story filtered through me and now it's being filtered through through another person which is the awesome 
part of collaborating. It's the, mm-hmm. it's one of the fun, it's the funnest part of comics of making comics is is collaborating with other people and and seeing how that idea kind of travels. I've always enjoyed the second writing. Like when you write, I'll write a script, um, art will come back from it, and then and then I just rewrite to fit, you know, to 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 really polish up what's there, like to. To to let it let the, let the words speak to what's on the page, not what I what I might have imagined was going to be on the page, um, just to make sure that everything fits really well. That's that's always a fun process for me. Like the Stan Lee pass of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> there is so, sorry. I, oh, oh, sorry. No, oh yeah, just wanted to say something something that 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 Dave's uh, that Dave put on the table. It's that. There is there is a page for the issue six that they actually uh, acted himself out and, and sent me and sent me the whole uh, the whole sequence oh. the whole nine panels and I was like I made him he... do a nine panel grade deal <laughs> oh wow <laughs> and and I, and I and I was like oh well this is this is awesome because. You know, to 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 express these ideas, and sometimes it, it is it is not only helpful, but you know, there is certain confidence you 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 have with the with the writer. You know, oh yeah, he's like trying to say this, this and 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 the whole sequence is like a I I, I was actually. Uh, Excited today to see the final result and then and, and show it to him and, and I was like, hey, I, I hope I, I could uh, translate that idea into the images, into the in, images, into the into the pictures, you know. Uh, so so I think it is it is it is a, a really hard work, but the results are something like you are very um, satisfied with it. And, and 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 you know you could you could give it a try. What? To 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 make these stories like 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 I, I deserve from a bad English, but it's like like translate the, from the from these words to the to the pictures to the images, and make them uh, really really uh, to to get the result. And get you satisfied. Sorry for, for my bad idea. My no, bad. no, no, no. You're, so he's he's referring to like a page. Um, it, it's right after the museum, Delia. It's it's yeah. um, um, and it's 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 an I, I I felt so bad. I'm like I'm sorry. It's a nine panel grid, and and I got my friend Jay, who's actually the inspiration for the character of Sal, and I made him. I'm like, just come here, just come here. I need to take these pictures of us, and I. He helped. He was. He was super helpful. But um, pictures. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the most beautiful pages from from this from this project, and 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 I wanted it to to be yeah like this is this this has to be one of the the best pages I've drawn, you know like like so. I'm excited. I can't wait to see uh, issue six and then the trade because uh, you guys have got some really cool stuff you're, you're teasing. Adelia, you were going to say something at one point. I don't want to. Yeah, sorry, sorry. For make that. sure you. Uh... Well, I think we were both going to talk about Dave's <laughs> scripts. Do, do you remember a couple of times when we'd be going through the script and I'd be like, 
you have an extra page in here and you'd be like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'd be like, no, this action happens on this page, this action happens on, and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. Can we make that work? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> you have to, I don't think printing works. <laughs> so, I mean, well, because I had never written a comic before and Delia, I mean, so she had to put up with a lot of that, like. Oh, it was great like, about page turns and we've, we've already established I'm terrible at numbers. So like, I mean, I still have to pick up a comic and be like the page turn like and count because I still like, I just, it doesn't stay there. Yeah, we'd be talking about the drama of the page turn. And yeah. then I'd be like, we well, can't have this on 26 and 27. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then that one time you were like, it's 32 pages now. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. But and for the, for the reader, you're just like, oh, yay, 32 pages. That's great for a publisher, too. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's great for a publisher. You love that. I can bet. Yeah. Well, the that you solicited is actually longer. <laughs> we got two more uh, comments here, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll start to wrap up here. So, Courtney, uh, have you thought about pitching Dash to a company like Netflix, Amazon Prime, or HBO? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Those kind of things are always uh, hopeful. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know. Well, but but you can't talk about them until they're like a done deal. So it's like, well, Delia and I have had this conversation before. Is that like there's a lot of people who get into comics and like we're like who who with an idea like like the, we're going to make this a television show or a movie and then we're going to get rich because we're going to do comics. It's going <laughs> to like I mean, but if you're going to make a movie, make a movie. If you're going to make a TV show, make a TV show. Like that's I mean like. For, like, I would, I personally would love this to be adapted, but like for me, like right now, like my focus is like making this the best it is, and then like if it goes on to other things, then it'll be its own thing. But like, um, but there's, I think there's a lot of, uh, you, you have a story, I know, Delia, don't you? Like, like one or like you've you've been there where people are, <laughs> or to who to who not necessarily get in the comics for the wrong reasons, but like think, well, maybe it's for the wrong. Reasons. <laughs> It's like I'm making comics now, so, I yeah. <laughs> like um, there are a lot, but I I feel like I can't. Right. Many of them. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> Super vague. But, so C Carlos has got another. Uh, Carlos got another comment here. Dave, will we ever have a dashing Latino lover? In it? Will, will, will Dash ever have a dashing Latino lover in his future uh, adventures? I suggest a sticky private investigator time traveling <laughs> to uh, Paita, Peru, and fall oh for goodness. a guy named Carlos. Mm. Mm. I support the idea. Mm. <laughs> Feels like you might want to. Okay. Nice. Very nice. So uh, Dash is out there on Kickstarter. Again, very successful so far with only with like 20 days left. So yeah. we got to be able to carry this 20 more percent, uh, you know, and uh, where they would go on the northwestpress.com slash Kickstarter is, is the best URL, right? That's easy. Yeah. Nice and easy. Or just go on Kickstarter and say dash. Dash comic. Dash comic. Dash uh, graphic novel. Gay. Gay noir. <laughs> yeah. All the search terms. And then where would we find each of you? And we'll do the same order that we did before. So, Zan, where do they find you on social media? Uh, Northwestpress.com is a good place. Uh, I'm also, uh, you know, all those things on Twitter and uh, Facebook. And our Instagram is not Northwest Press. That was taken. So I'm just Zan Seattle. And it's more, more pictures of me. I even posted a thirst trap. 
<gasps> what? I didn't even know it was one until somebody told me. Oh, now I have to go see him. Yes. I need to <laughs> Was that recently? It was more like a sip. It was like a little sip. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like a giant Gatorade-type thirst trap. It was, you know, just a minor <laughs> one. And Dave, what about you? Um, you can find me at, at Debersol without the E at the end um, on uh, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Um, there's uh, there uh, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook too. Um, you can um, DaveEbersol.com um, with the E at the end. Um, so, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And Vinny? Oh, you can find me at Recomics in Twitter, Instagram, uh, my blog and facebook and i want to say hi to Jaro Ruiz, who is uh, sending greetings in the comments and there's one more comment from him yeah for me it's a good friend he's been he's been really supportive he also makes comics and has these lgtb lgtbq comics also these teams in mexico which is which is pretty pretty hard so she so he's a he's a he's a good friend that also makes this this this, this kind of of, of of topics of things is it stuff online is it stuff online the his comics you said oh yeah he uploads uh, in in social media actually in, i'll look in, him up and we'll put some yeah. up on our facebook oh. that's awesome oh uh, and then delia what about you um my website is dcgable.com um <clears throat> and then um i'm on instagram but you have to look me up by my actual name um because i was i don't know was having fun and made a very difficult to remember uh username so <laughs> which i, I like. hate that but then i had to put my real name on there eventually um, and then I'm on Facebook. I don't have a page. It's just my profile. I just never got around to making one. And now it's a little late to separate everything out. So I just, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Hey, <laughs> it's all me. Yeah. Yeah. What? I'm on Twitter, but not because I have to delete it because it's, I haven't logged in in forever because I never use it. So I could not find the Mallory band. So you're going to have to help me find that on Facebook or. Oh yeah. Uh, look up Mallory girls. Mallory Girls. All right, that's there's like a, a folk band that's that is also Mallory. That well, like, then there was like a weight loss thing called the Mallory Band, and I, I was know, like, I, I, that's <laughs> recent. That one is recent, and I saw that and I was like, oh great. <laughs> oh, SEO. Yeah. Just look up Mallory Girls, and we'll come up. Excellent. Well, thank you all so much for being there. Dash is fantastic. I've been in love with it for years, and it's my privilege and pleasure to see it. Uh, coming to fruition and and to a to a head uh, for at least the first chapter, we hope. Uh, thank you guys all for so much for joining us. If you are excited about Flame On and you want to see more of this kind of content, flameonshow.com slash uh, flameonshow.com, Flame On Show, and all the social media. And we have a Patreon that we are actually funding ourselves through these days somewhat. Uh, but obviously, give all your money to great organizations like Black Lives Matter before you give us any of your money. Uh, and then come back and give it to us on Patreon. And subscribe to Flame On because it's oh. a great way to help promote them and get people to see them. And, and then like leave a little comment saying, I like this show. What we learned about Dash. I love that. Yeah, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Spending nothing. 
But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Carlos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.